Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Should I Cut Bangs? I'm your host, Kaylee, and today is a special episode. It happens to fall on my birthday, so happy birthday to me. I'm 29 years old today. It's really weird because I feel like I should have been 29 this whole time, like nearing 30 years old. But at the same time, I have this mentality or this feeling that I'm still like 23 years old. I wouldn't say I have a mentality of like a 23 year old, but like, you know how we're all still stuck in this, like, you think you're younger, but you also think you're older. I don't know. I'm stuck in that weird phase of, I think I'm younger than I actually am. And I'm starting to realize that now that I'm closer to 30 and it's really bizarre. Like now that my youngest sister is going to be 25 this year, I'm so weirded out by that because I feel like I'm younger than 25 and now my youngest sister is going to be 25. So age is just a number and age is really weird. Yeah. So I'm 29 years old today. So because of the birthday and the birthday theme and today is my birthday, I'm dedicating this episode to 29 things I've learned in 29 years. And I am really excited. I've had, when I learned that this episode was going to come out on my birthday, I was like, this is the topic that I want to do. Obviously, it's not one solid topic, but I just figured it would be really fun. I wanted to do this and I had this idea and we're just going to go with it. And I love it. So my current love for this week is a current love that I've had for a long time. I've used this app in the past and then I either used it as like a free trial in the past or I used to have it in the past and I stopped subscribing to it. And then last fall, they were doing a sale of the app. It's normally like $70, I think. It was like half off. So I got the app. It's the Tezza app, T-E-Z-Z-A. And it's for like photo editing and video editing. And it is so amazing. There's so many different types of filters and presets and different little things that you can do all within the one app. If you pay $80 for the app or if you pay, I don't remember how much it is because I got it almost a year ago and I got it at a discounted price, but if you pay the even the full price, I truly think it's worth it because there'll be so many different options and within those, there's no limits to editing the photos you can't just well I mean you can just slap a filter on but you can edit the filter that you slap on or you can do like tiny little things anyway I love this app for editing photos because some photos I want to have like a really intense edit on them like a really intense filter where you know it's edited and some I just need to like make it look a little more alive so yeah the Tezza app is my go-to for literally everything and it has all of the options. So that is my current love. I also think photos don't need to be edited all the time, but just for a little bit of freshening up, I think it's a really nice option to have too. So this past weekend, 
I had like a few days off of work. I took like my long weekend off. Josh and I went out to dinner and did all the things to like celebrate me because it's my birthday. So in the photos posted on social media, we like I made my birthday cake and we just took the took the photos at home. I also used the Tess app to edit those photos. So they're like a little more edited looking. I used to decorate cakes. Like I learned how to do that when I was in high school. For two years, I did homeschool. My mom, because I either wasn't old enough to, I think one of the years I like wasn't old enough to have a job yet. And my mom was like, you have to keep yourself busy when you're not like doing your schoolwork, like you have to get a hobby or something. And so I decided to like learn how to like actually decorate cakes. And I haven't decorated a cake in so long. And I don't think it's anything that you really like lose. It's like riding a bike, like you don't lose it, but I haven't done it in so long. And so it was definitely like a learning curve in there of like trying to figure it out again, but it was really fun to do and rework that. So I decorated that cake myself, made the cake and everything, and it wasn't anything special. I don't, I don't enjoy cake, like I don't like cake at all, so... I didn't like homemade the cake and like pick out flavors and stuff that I liked. I literally just made a box cake and I did all of it just for show. And so, yeah, I decorated the cake and then we just took the photos at home and I edited them all on the app, like I said. And then we went out to dinner. We did some shopping. We came home after dinner and watched 16 Candles, which if you know me, you know that is literally my favorite movie in the history of movies very much so a birthday movie and yeah it's great that's kind of what we did to celebrate over the weekend laid low recorded the podcast edited the podcast um you guys know I record and edit and do everything on my own this is a one-man show of doing all the podcast stuff also over the weekend well we've actually just been watching Shit's Creek, like we've been re-watching it over, I don't know, the past few weeks. So we were like watching that here and there, but then we started the show Love and Death, and that's the one that I was talking about last week, I believe. The one that's about the lady in Texas that like has an affair and then murders her friend, all that crazy stuff. It's like based on a true story, and Hulu did a show about it, and now HBO is doing a show about it. So we're watching the HBO version now with Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons and I like Jesse Plemons as an actor like I think he's a good actor but I really 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 don't like looking at him the first thing I ever saw Jesse Plemons in was Breaking Bad and I really 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 hated that character and so now I just have like a bad association with him in anything that he's in and I don't know if we're supposed to like his character or I mean it's based on true story so I don't know if we're supposed to like that person in Love and Death I mean he's having an affair but still like I don't know like if he's the bad guy he doesn't murder his wife so I mean he's not really the bad guy but I just have such a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Jesse Plemons because of Breaking Bad I just don't like him in anything that he's in but he's not a bad actor yeah not my favorite 
And then, of course, our weekly Sunday night ritual of watching Succession. And if you guys have not started Succession yet, please do so. Also, if you haven't watched Succession and you want to start watching Succession, do not, like, do not look at any spoilers because... Because it's one of those shows where spoilers will ruin it for you. And I, I mean, I've talked about the show a million times. So I obviously think the show is amazing. And if you do want to get into it, just keep your head down and watch it from the beginning. And this season that's current is the last season. Is gonna, it's like the final season. It's great. And we're very happy with it. And I don't want it to end, but it's always nice and I know everybody says this, but like, it's nice when a show knows like, okay, this is the end and we need to wrap it up and it doesn't just go on for a hundred more seasons. So I really hope that they wrap it up really nicely and we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. Okay, so let's get into the 29 things that I have learned in my 29 years of life, which is so crazy. This list was so fun to curate and put together. It's kind of all over the place in a really good way, in a really fun way. So for, and I'm, I'm not just going to rattle off a list, so just go with me here. So first trust my gut, trust my instinct. I have had such a personal like evolution of myself learning how to trust my gut and trust my instinct in every single area of my life. I have gone through some of the worst experiences of my life when I didn't trust my gut and didn't trust my instinct because my body was telling me to do something and I was like, no, that's really stupid. That feels really dumb. Why would I do that? That doesn't make sense. And my body just kept telling me like, no, you need to do this thing. You need to do this thing. And I just fought against it because it didn't make sense to me. And then literally just days later, you find out why your body was telling you to do that. And then you have to live with that. And You know, when it happens so many times that you didn't trust your gut or trust your instinct, you realize what that feeling was, like what that was, what was happening in that moment. Like, oh, that was my gut telling me to do something. That's what I should have listened to. That's what that is. And so now, I mean, that's the only thing I have to go off of sometimes, that feeling. And so why wouldn't I listen to that? So trusting that gut, trusting that feeling. And it I don't know if it's different for everybody because there's really no way to explain it besides like a feeling of like, you need to do this or you need to not do this. The first time that happened to me was like 10 or 11 years ago. And ever since then, I've just like, it's happened a few more times where I didn't listen. And I don't really want to live with that anymore of not listening to my gut and not trusting that. And yeah, it's not worth it. So that's definitely something that I've learned is to just trust it and go with it. And it's always going to be worth it if you just trust it. All right. So number two is don't be afraid to try new things. I now, (laughs) being the age that I am, I'm not afraid to try new things. I love trying new things. I definitely have a little bit of like anxiety surrounding like social anxiety and like 
being around people or places that I'm not familiar with. But if I'm trying new food, if I'm traveling, if I'm doing like a new hobby, I really, really love trying new things. And I always have a good time in the end. So I have to remember like it might be scary in the beginning, but it's always going to be worth it in the end. I just always enjoy it. And even like throughout, it's like it's going to be scary for one second. But like once you get over that tiny little hump, it's going to be so great. Trying new things is always going to be great. And then if you don't like it, the experience, like now you know you don't like it. The experience was so worth it because how else are you going to know if you don't try it? Number three is go on a hike or a trail every time you travel. I talked about this in one of my previous episodes when I talk about planning my trips and my travel plans. I always plan to go on a hike or a trail, some sort of like being out in nature every single time I travel. I love to be outside. I love to experience different types of nature, even though sometimes they can be scary. (laughs) And I think it's so amazing to just see different places. Another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with traveling, but I also do this here in town is going to museums. I love going to museums, but my thing about museums, and I was talking to my brother-in-law about this a few weeks ago, is finding your niche in a museum. And not everybody likes museums and that's perfectly great and fine. But when I go to a museum, I personally don't like looking at statues and things like that. I want to look at paintings and like I know what I like in a museum and I know what I don't like in a museum. So I'm not going to walk through the whole entire thing and you know whatever centuries of things that I don't like and whatever eras of things I don't like. I'm not going to go to that section of a museum. I'm going to go to what I want to see. There's a handful of cities that I've traveled to by myself. One being Washington DC. I've actually been there twice. And the first time I went, I did go to a couple of the Smithsonian's. The second time I went, I went to some of the same Smithsonian's, but also more of them. And I went by myself. It is just so amazing to see this art and these things that are cool. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I enjoyed them as much when I was younger, but like as an adult, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Even going back to the Smithsonian's, when I went the first time I was 16 and when I went the second time I was 23, I think they're worth it when you actually can internalize it a little bit more and know what you enjoy out of it a little bit more. Number five, my personal favorite (laughs) is that concerts are always worth it. I will throw some money down for a concert and Josh feels the same way. It's either a good thing or a bad thing that we are on the same page about that because they are just always worth it. There's a meme about this, but there's just something about live music, just feeling it and being like there with it and like literally feeling it. I will pay all the money to just feel that music. When we saw Coldplay live last year for my birthday, Josh bought the tickets like six months in advance and he bought seats because I'm a little person. He's like, oh, she probably doesn't want to be on the floor or whatever. And it was the day of the concert. And I was like, 
I really have to be on the floor. I have to. Like, they're my favorite band. I have to be on the floor. I really don't care how much seat, how much the tickets are. I don't care if we can't resell our seats. This means a lot to me. I have to be on the floor. And we were able to resell our seats and we bought floor. It was so worth it. It wasn't even expensive, but it was very worth it. I would do that every day for the rest of my life if I could. I think that if you enjoy music and you enjoy feeling it and it means something to you, I think that concerts are worth it 100%. Number six, numbers don't matter. Numbers literally don't matter in anything, like no matter what it is. I hate numbers. I hate the competition of numbers. If we could hide all the numbers, oh my gosh, the world would be a better place. I've talked about this when it comes to comparison and like social media and stuff. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, how many followers somebody else has, how many followers anyone has. None of that matters. Nothing matters. And I know that for those of us who have like social media as a job or podcasting as a job or anything like that, like numbers matter, but like they don't. If I could hide from myself, from the world, how many followers we have, just like hide that number because it's so irrelevant. It doesn't matter how many num- how many followers, like what the number is. And for people who have like 10,000, I'm sure half of them are bots and half of them don't even engage in your stuff. Like when it comes down to like SEO, all that matters is engagement. So for the actual number to be so big, like it's so irrelevant and it just drives me crazy that people get so hung up on it. Anyway, sorry, now I'm going off on a tangent, but numbers not mattering. Social media, numbers do not matter. Like, oh, I eat this many calories in a day. That's going to drive that. Ooh, no, 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 no. Drives me insane. Or I don't eat that many calories. It's usually the lesser (laughs) number. How much you weigh doesn't matter. What size clothes you wear doesn't matter. Like I make this much money doesn't matter. Literally nothing with numbers matters. What matters is like, do you have food on your table? Are you happy? Like, (laughs) do you have a roof over your head? When it comes to numbers, that's when like your mind starts spiraling and you start comparing because it's like, oh, I wear this size of clothes. Like I should be wearing a smaller size of clothes or like, oh, I weigh this much. I literally don't know how much I weigh. I weigh this much. I should weigh less or like this. It's like, am I healthy? Do I feel good? Am I happy? Like, am I posting what I want to post on social media? Like nothing else matters. The numbers don't matter. Oof. That one gets me going every single time, obviously. Number seven, it's easier to be kind. It is so much easier to approach anything with kindness than it is to approach it with any other energy, like negative energy, anything like that is so much easier to be kind. I have not always been someone who approaches everything with kindness. I am the first to admit that. And I do always now, in my older age, 
give like the benefit of the doubt. If somebody's like feisty right off the bat, I'm not going to be feisty back. I'm going to give them kindness. And then if I don't receive kindness over and over again, then it's like, okay, maybe I'm going to step it up a notch and bite back and see how they reciprocate. I'm not going to just right off the bat be rude to somebody. It takes more of my energy and then it makes me not feel good the rest of the day to just be rude to somebody. There's no reason for that. Number eight, you can only eat clam chowder on the coast. I don't know what this is, but it is a fact that I have come to. And I personally have only ever eaten clam chowder on either the East Coast or the West Coast, literally on the ocean. I will not eat it inland. I refuse. I've literally only eaten clam chowder while I'm like looking at the ocean. And I... I'm afraid to eat it while not looking at the ocean. So that's a life lesson that I have learned is that you can only eat clam chowder while looking at the ocean on the coast. I don't, I don't know what that one is. I'm just really afraid of clam chowder, not on the ocean. Number nine, this is not sponsored by Nike, but just do it. Don't procrastinate. More often than not, a task or anything is literally going to take two seconds to get done. Not two seconds, but you you guys are catching my drift. It's going to take a minute, 10 minutes max to get done. If you just get it done, it's going to feel more freeing. So I've implemented this or I've tried. <laughs> there are a lot of things I procrastinate. You guys know I procrastinate my big task things like my driver's license or calling my doctor or things like that. I don't procrastinate the little things like I move my laundry immediately. I take my laundry out of the dryer immediately. I put it away immediately. Like these little tasks, I never just let them fall by the wayside. I always put everything back where it goes, all of these things, because I don't want it to pile up. I've had that happen before, not very often. It might be just a personality thing for me too, but I don't want like the chaos of it probably because there's chaos in my brain. So I can't have the chaos on the outside. But if I just get it done, it will all be fine. <laughs> Number 10, name brand isn't always worth it. Sometimes it is, but name brand is not always worth it. There are certain things that I buy specifically name brand. And there are certain things that I like shop around and I'll buy like the middle of the, you know, spectrum of brands and other stuff that I just like don't care. With like shoes and jeans, I definitely buy more expensive because I'm going to wear them forever. With tops that are more of a basic and a staple item, I buy more expensive because I'm going to have it for longer. If it's trendy, I'll thrift it. Not that I won't thrift a staple item, but if it's trendy, I'll usually thrift it or I'll buy it at like Target. And then when it comes to, I sound like such a grown up whenever I talk about this, when it comes to like a vacuum or furniture, I always shop around, but like especially a vacuum, I don't know what it is about vacuums. I always buy like very specific exactly what I want because I'm not going to buy like the cheapest vacuum and then it's going to break eight times. And then I just bought eight cheap vacuums, probably for more expensive than the one shark vacuum that I wanted all along. Yeah, stuff like that. 
buying the name brand one and forking out the money to begin with is worth it. But then when it's like a trendy band tee from Urban Outfitters that's $100, like, mm, yeah, that's probably not worth it in my opinion. But again, my opinion, the life lesson that I've learned. Number 11, no one is thinking about you. Just live your life. Do what makes you happy. Obviously, be a good person. Be kind. Be a kind person. Don't be disruptive to people, but like go out there, take photos of yourself for social media, go out there, be chatty, be kind, be whatever kind of person you want to be in the outside world because nobody is thinking about you except for yourself. And I know people say it all the time and I know it sounds easier said than done to get out of that mindset of like, oh, what if what if people are thinking about me? What do people think about me when I post this on social media, blah, blah, blah. No one is thinking about you. And if someone is thinking about you, then you are just living rent free in that person's head. And that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with that other person, has literally nothing to do with you. So live your life the way that you want to. Because in the kindest way possible, literally nobody is thinking about you. Number 12, keep learning. Keep continuing learning and educating yourself and reading books and taking little courses and doing all the things to just keep your mind going and learning and trying new things and learning new things and all of the stuff. I'm a firm believer in continuing education. I'm here teaching myself and learning all on my own. Nobody is teaching me how to start a podcast, record a podcast, edit a podcast, upload a podcast, do all the things. I'm learning this all on my own and doing this all on my own. So starting a new business is a form of continuing learning and continuing education. Keep learning, you know, that can be starting new hobbies, doing all sorts of things. Number 13, laugh at yourself. I feel like I'm very good at this. I don't know how long this has been a thing for me, but I don't get embarrassed very easily or at all. I am very good at just brushing things off and just laughing at myself. I think it kind of goes hand in hand of nobody thinks about you and nobody really cares what you're doing. If I do something that could, you know, possibly be embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed. It takes me a long time to answer the question of, oh, what's your most embarrassing moment? I cannot answer that question. I have no idea. I'd have to really sit on that for a long time. I usually have to ask my mom or one of my sisters because I have no idea what's embarrassing for me. Number 14, sleep is worth it. I go to bed between 9.30 and 10 every single night, unless it's a random special occasion of some sorts. But I am usually in bed at like 9, reading a book, and then at like 9.40, 9.45, I'll usually go get Josh and let him know like, hey, I'm like really ready to go to bed now. And yeah, lights out at like 10. And it's definitely worth it to go to bed early. If I go to bed an hour later, just an hour later, then I really struggle waking up in the morning. And yeah, 
I've definitely learned that going to bed and having like a good sleep routine and a sleep schedule that's consistent is definitely worth it. Okay, number 15. Let's talk about cheese for a second. Cheese in the sense of always follow your dreams. That's what I wrote down. But let's be real. I, my entire life, wanted to be a hairstylist. Went to school, went to beauty school, did hair for a few years, hated every second of it, and then went and took my certification for lash extensions, and I love doing lashes. I'm feeling a little bit of burnout. I've been doing lashes for almost seven years now, and I want to move on to something different. I want to have a different lifestyle. I have goals that are different. I have a lot of different ideas for my personal future, and that's not for years down the road. I definitely see myself doing lashes for years to come, and so... I look back at this follow your dreams and it sounds so cheese, but it's exactly what I did. I did everything that I wanted to do and I've done everything that I've wanted to do and I'm continuing to do that. It is easier said than done. Nothing at all has been easy about what I've done in my life and I've done it all on my own and I'm very proud of that. I'm never going to sit back and just say like, oh, it was easy. I had help. Like I'm never going to be chill about saying I did everything by myself because I did do everything by myself. And I think I'm allowed to be proud of that. Always follow your dreams. I didn't know how else to say that besides that. So there it is. Number 16 is spend time alone, guys. I love spending time alone. I didn't realize how much I loved actually spending time alone until I was out of a relationship in my early 20s. I was single for a while and then Josh and I dated long distance so I wasn't with Josh a lot and so I had all of this alone time for years and I loved every single second of being alone. I loved it. Not that I didn't love being with Josh because I also loved that, but being alone taught me so much about like myself and what I need and who I am and it taught me to be more independent. I'm able to eat in a restaurant by myself. I'm able to travel by myself. I'm able to do anything by myself. Now that I'm married, I prefer to do like Josh and I do a lot of things together. We do basically everything together because we prefer to, but we are both able to do anything by ourselves. I don't know, doing things alone and having that alone time for those years was so important and so special for me. Okay, next, being in nature is healing. There's something about being outside, being in nature, going on a hike, going on a walk, doing anything, just being out in the sun, breathing in the fresh air. It is so healing. I love every second of it. Number 18, one of my favorites. Figure out what you want, not what others want for you. I don't feel like I need to explain that. (laughs) Figuring out what you want for yourself, not what others want for you. That's an art. You have to tune out everybody and everything around you and just figure it all out for yourself. I feel like that's also one that comes when you're single 
and not in a relationship with somebody who might have influence. It's hard to figure out what you want and what's best for you. Now I'm just talking about anyone in general, but when there's any sort of influence over you, whether it's an institution of some sorts, whether it's parents, whether it's a partner, whether it's siblings, whether it's school, it's really hard to know what is best for you and what you want. So I think it's just really important though. Like, yeah, those might all sound like good things, but what do I want and what's best for me? Even if you write it down, it's very, 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 very important. Number 19 is compliment people. I talked about this on a past episode. I don't know why, but sometimes complimenting like strangers and complimenting people, especially strangers, you know how you'll think to yourself like, oh, that girl's shoes are really pretty or I really like that girl's hair. And then sometimes I'll be with Josh and I'll say, oh, that girl's hair is really pretty. And he's like, why are you telling me? Why don't you tell her? I don't know why. It's almost like that social anxiety, why you don't say it to that person. But complimenting people is just like, it makes that person feel happy. It makes you feel happy. It's almost just like, I don't know, all of this happiness just surrounding everybody if you just like say something. So complimenting people is awesome and we should all do that. Next is don't waste your time or energy on things you don't like or enjoy. I am the queen of saying no, and I hate, 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 hate when I have to do something that I don't want to do. That makes me sound like a brat. I don't care. If I don't want to do something, I mean, now I'm a grown up, but if I don't want to do something and I have the option to not do it, obviously, I will say no. If it depletes my energy, if I don't enjoy doing it, there's literally no reason for me to do that thing. And I think when I was like a teenager was when I started connecting those dots. I don't want to be here at this event or at this family thing or around these people because it's a negative energy and it's a bad feeling and I don't like being here and if I'm not here it's not going to change the situation for anybody else here. I'm not wanted here at this event. I'm not improving it by being here. If anything I'm probably bringing negativity to it so why don't I just stay home? I remember some of the first times that I started really like expressing those feelings to my mom where I was like, I can't, I don't think I can go. I don't want to go. And she pushed back. Obviously, it's my mom and it would be like a family thing. And she's like, no, you really should go. You really should go. And then eventually I think she started recognizing it and seeing how negatively it impacted me going to these things. So I just kept standing up for myself a little bit where I was like, I really just can't do this. Like, I can't be here. I don't want to be here. There's really no reason for me to be here. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, yeah, you can stay home. And it was just so different and so freeing that I stood up for myself. I was validated. I was listened to. And then I felt like I could carry that on into other things in my life where I don't need to go to a different thing or I don't want to go to a different thing so I can say no and I'm 
listened to and validated and it's okay for me to say no I don't want to go to this event or no I don't want to do this thing so it's okay if you don't want to go to things and if you don't want to do things just you know if it wastes your time or your energy like it's more precious your time and your energy is yours and you get to choose what you do with it 21 don't compare your life we talked about this recently and I was just bringing it up with like the numbers how that can kind of fall into comparison. There is literally no reason to compare lives. And I've learned that. And I hate the thought that I've ever, and that I still struggle, obviously, sometimes because I'm a human with comparing my life to other people. We all only see the outside of people's lives. I don't want (laughs) the inside of anybody else's life. Mine is hard enough, but at least I know how to deal with it. And at least I know my own shit. And I don't want anybody else's life. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll just, I'll just learn how to deal with my own life. I don't want to compare to anybody else's. I don't want to deal with it. It might be nice to have, you know, a big pretty house and go on these pretty vacations and have whatever, but at the same time, like whatever comes with that, I don't want to deal with it. So I'll just deal with what I have and what I have to deal with and everything will be fine. I don't need to compare. Next is sweet drinks are always a good idea. I was raised by a woman who just always had a sweet drink. And that means We're going to Sonic and we're getting a lemon berry slush. We're going to Target and we're getting Starbucks. We are always having lemonade on hand. We always have a sweet drink. And I'm a drink girl. If you know me, you know I'm a drink girl. I take my Stanley everywhere with me. And then when we're out and about, I'll get myself a swig. I'll get myself a Starbucks. I'll get myself something else. And then when we come home, I have like 50 drinks in my hands. I love myself a drink. I was just raised by a drink person. And so yeah, getting drinks, I'm always down no matter what kind of drink. I, You want to get drinks? Yes. You want to get coffee? Yes. You want to get soda? Yes. I will never say no to a drink. Number 23, do not put things off. Putting things off is something that I'm very good at or I'm never going to put something off. It either falls in one extreme or the other. It's similar to when I was just talking about like procrastinating. When it comes to things like something that can be done in an instant, if it's something that can be done quick, it's going to be done. If even, even calling the doctor can be quick apparently, but I refuse. But if it's something that is going to take me longer, I have to like sit and think about it and like mull over it for a while. One that I strongly believe in is there is no such thing as quitting or giving up. I do not believe in quitting. I do not believe in giving up. I think there's a huge stigma around quitting and giving up. I don't really know why or where that came from, but I think think that along with one of the earlier points that I was making, like try everything, I think these kind of go hand in hand. And I'm just now thinking about this. If we are just stuck on one thing, how do we even know if we enjoy it? What if we want to switch gears, but there's a stigma around switching gears and giving up and trying something different? Like you're not allowed to quit 
playing t-ball when you're a toddler because that's what your parents probably expect of you and you're so good on the team but you don't like it and you don't want to play anymore you want to play soccer but you're a quitter and you gave up but now you're playing t-ball and then you get put into baseball and then you are playing baseball for your entire life and now you're in the MLB but you freaking hate baseball because your parents told you you're not allowed to be a quitter when you're five years old playing t-ball. That is more dangerous to me than quote unquote quitting and trying everything. I would rather quit and try everything. I would rather start reading a book and if I hate it, quit reading it, stop wasting my time, like I was saying, wasting my time and energy, and pick up a different book. If I'm watching a TV series, oh, great example, Josh and I started watching the show Beef on Netflix. I think we got four episodes in. I cannot explain to you guys how much I hated that show. Hated. Hate, hate, hate. So much, we just turned it off. We both hated it. If he liked it, he could have continued it on his own, but I just was so disengaged with it. And and if anybody listening likes that show, that's perfectly fine. You know me, I don't judge. We just really could not get with it. So many people right now are like loving it. And so that's why we started it. But I don't feel like a quitter. I don't feel like I gave up because I stopped watching that show. But it has the same vibe as like, oh, you switched your major in college, so you gave up on that to switch to that? Yeah, that's not good. It's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. It's called trying something different or changing your mind. Ooh, yeah, that one obviously gets me riled up. Next is be confident in who you are. Literally just go out there (laughs) and be confident. The end. No, but really. I have not always been the most confident person. Still not. I'm not 100. Not 100 all the time. Sometimes I am. I try to put myself in situations where I'm going to be confident in example being I'm going to dress that I feel confident. I'm going to do my hair in a way that I feel confident. I'm going to wear makeup in the way that I feel confident. I'm going to be around people that may uplift me and make me feel confident. I'm going to listen to music that makes me feel confident, like, and makes me feel confident in myself. I don't want to do anything that makes me feel like I have to be somebody that I'm not or makes me feel fake. I practice self-talk and listen to podcasts that uplift me and do things that make me feel confident in myself. I'm barely there. I'm 29 years old. I'm barely there. But it's definitely worth mentioning that I have come a long way and it's definitely a life lesson that I'm in the process of still learning. Along with that, one that I think is really important is you do not need outside validation. Inside validation is all you need. It's it's not that we don't need compliments or people to be kind to us because those things are great and those things are important, but we do not need and we do not need to thrive on outside validation. If that's all we're living for and all we're seeking, that's a problem. We don't post on social media for other people. We don't seek 
compliments from other people. I don't dress for other people. I don't post for other people. I don't do anything for other people. I do everything for myself. And if a nice compliment comes my way or if anything comes my way, like likes on Instagram or follows on Instagram or anything like that comes my way, that's great. But I'm not seeking that validation. Nothing I'm doing is seeking like I'm not seeking that validation from the outside. I can give it to myself from the inside. Number 27 is to take a food sensitivity test. It has changed my life. I definitely thought it was going to change my life in a different way, but it has changed my life for the better. I have significantly noticed differences in myself because of the food sensitivity test I feel like I'm more in control of my health and I'm going to be taking my health in a better direction because of it so I'm really grateful that I just like took that first step and I've cut out all the food that I'm like sensitive to and then I'm going to be just taking it steps further in a more I don't know holistic direction not completely holistic because I also love Western medicine, but Eastern medicine is really important and I think they do go hand in hand. Number 28 is always buy fresh flowers. You guys know I'm a Trader Joe's girl and Trader Joe's has the best flowers and they're very affordable and I can't help myself. I just have to buy flowers. They're very worth it and they stay fresh. Like they stay, yeah, fresh and pretty for a really long time. So I think it's very worth it to have fresh flowers in your home. Even though my allergies are really intense, I still think it's worth it. And last but not least, number 29 life lesson is I still hate peas. I hate peas so much, so much. They're the grossest vegetable. If anyone out there likes peas, I think you're a liar. I literally, guys, I pick the peas out of fried rice. I cannot eat peas in anything. It's not like, oh, just take a big bite. And if there's a pea in there, hope for the best. No, it ruins my bite. It ruins everything. I hate peas. I think they are so pointless. They are disgusting and they have such a strong flavor. Like that one tiny little pea ruins everything, ruins everything. Oh my gosh, my mom used to feed us peas sometimes. And I'm like, Danielle, nobody likes peas. And she's like, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody likes peas, but like nobody in my house growing up liked peas. Why did she make them? To torture us? Probably. Anyway. We have two bags of peas in our freezer and we just use them as our ice bags. That's the only reason we have them is for our ice bags. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on this adventure of the 29 things I have learned in my 29 years of life. This was very fun to put together and very fun to deep dive on all these little 29 things. It was fun. So my high this week is that today's my birthday and I had a really fun birthday weekend and I'm so glad that I got to drop this episode today on my birthday. What are the odds? One in seven? Yeah, I'm like what are the odds? There are actual odds and I don't think I have a low this week so we'll just let it be a great birthday week of celebrating me the birthday girl. 
So yeah, guys, thanks again for tuning in. And if you guys loved this episode, I would greatly appreciate a rating and review on the Apple podcast app and on the Spotify app. And if you guys want to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes, a new episode drops every Wednesday. You guys can follow along on Instagram at shouldicutbangs.podcast for all the content and behind the scenes things. I'll see you guys next week.